Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is Greg with the Young Black and Bother podcast. I'm joined by none other than Q. If you want to do your AKAs, you can. Um, Q, AKA. What a what a long week this has been, and it's only Wednesday. Only Wednesday. It it's rough. Man. I don't know exactly like where to start, so we'll we'll just start with this clip because I, I'm really fucked with by it. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to share my screen so you can actually see how ridiculous this shit is. Because it, it's really bad. And I was not expecting of all people to be this way other than Gail King. So let's see. I'm just going to play the clip. She was going to be in the WNBA. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of the sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, please go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. That's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it? considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time. It's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep 
hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to it went to trial. Yeah, the case is, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. Okay, so hopefully before I go in on this statement, um, how do you feel, Q? Can, can we let his body go cold before we are saying, <clears throat> excuse me, can we let his body go cold, completely cold before we're saying, oh, he has a complicated legacy and all this. The man, it hasn't been, a, it hasn't been 10 days yet since Kobe lost his life. He hasn't even been memorialized yet. There's not been a, there's not been a, there's not been a funeral. There's not been a public memorial, public memorial service. None of that. Can we let, can we let Vanessa grieve? Can we let the can we let the Lakers grieve? Can we let the can we let basketball fans around the world who who love Kobe, who despise him as a who just even those who despise him as a basketball as a basketball player but respected what he brought to the game? Can we can we grieve? Can can we mourn his passing before we're going into this debate of? But he has a complicated legacy because of an allegation that was resolved. Hmm? Resolved. Okay. He wasn't. He wasn't found guilty. It, it was. It was. Case was dis- whatever dismissed, and then he had a settlement. Whatever. That was sixteen years ago. Bingo. Can we get a time? There, there will be. There will be a perfect time. To discuss all of that after he's in the ground, mm-hmm. the man is not even in the ground yet. I, I just, I think this is my issue, Q. It's them going after Kobe, Michael Jackson, Russell Simmons. You know, her and Oprah. I, I don't want to be like derogatory or say anything disrespectful to them because they are great for the black community. The issue though is they have not said a single fucking thing about Harvey Weinstein. And that's their man. That's their guy. So I really feel like y'all are doing this now for what? Like you said, it's been 10 days. It hasn't, honestly, it ain't even been 10 days. I'm just sitting there like, yo, like, we just got the autopsy back today, last week. So seven days ago about Kobe. So the fact that Gail and Oprah are talking shit about this man at every whim Last week, it was Walt Disney's like grandniece or something like that, where she was like, don't forget that Kobe's a racist. Nobody forgot. I'm, I'm sorry, not a rapist, a, uh, not a racist, but a rapist. They were saying that. I'm like, this is the same week this man died, and y'all are still on this shit. So, yeah. what is the vendetta yeah. that they have? Like, what did black men do to them that have. Totally invalidating their, you know, allegations against Weinstein, and they are so honed in on black men and the shit that, more specifically, dead men have done previously that they just can't get over. Well, you know, well for Oprah, it's because um, Stepman has married her, <laughs> but I, I really don't get it. I really don't get it. I mean, 
I, as I can say before, there will be the time, the space, the opportunity to fully judge Kobe's legacy. What he did on the court, what he did off the court, the, that case, everything. There will be a time and place for it. Right now, not that time. Right now, not that place. Yeah, I just, I literally, I was listening to the clip and it was like, she even brought it up herself. She was like, is it the right time knowing that he's dead? You knew the answer to this and you knew the answer you want to get. It's not like she asked a Seth Curry or a Michael Jordan or something. You asked another woman and even she told you, <laughs> not right now. Not right now. Yes, that's her, you know, that was her friend and she was close to Michael Jordan. But she also said in the interview, there are men that go out and do those things that Kobe's, you know, was assumed to have done. But she didn't see it like that. And, you know, Oprah has said that with Harvey Weinstein, she doesn't see Harvey like that. So what is the big fucking difference that you had to go and still try to, like, twist the knife? It, it didn't make sense to me. So... It's just it's fuck her right now. Fuck Oprah and Gail. Like, and that's not even me being like disrespectful. It's just like why? Which is it's really weird because right what two days ago actually, the lawyer for the woman who accused him of sexual assault said we will not be speaking at this time because it's not appropriate it's not appropriate so if she can have like honestly i know in two to three months i talked to baylor right so i talked to baylor i told him today i was like it was bound to happen but this is even before gail even did the interview and everything it's like it's bound to happen but it's going to happen two or three months from now when the dust is settled on kobe and everything like that they're going to bring this back up there's going to be documentaries there's going to be surviving kobe's and stuff like that where the allegations want to come back out. I'm like, not this week. Because God forbid if something happened to Oprah, you don't want men and women alike to start throwing out allegations like, well, her and Gail, you know, they do these things together, stuff like that. Like, even with Whitney, we all knew that Whitney and uh, I forgot the woman that apparently had like the relationship with her. That shit didn't come out until when? Like last year, fully, yeah. So you trying to tell me people have enough tact to know that stuff, but y'all purposely are doing this shit to a, a guy that one can't defend himself, and two, you're like, who can we take down next? Who black can we take down next? So just keep that same energy when it comes to Harvey Weinstein because his shit is still pending, and stories come out. Ashley's on trial, and it, and and. It's, he's on trial right now, and it's not looking good for him. At all. At all. So, harping back to that. So, yesterday, Monique, and you know, we, we're kind of like unbiased when it comes to her on this show. We talk shit about her, but at the same time, like, we acknowledge, like, the way that she's been treated, right? So, she came out at Oprah for staying quiet about Harvey Weinstein, but then she wants to be a part of this Michael Jackson and Russell Simmons take. Mm-hmm. Which... I agree, man. Like, you know, I don't always agree with Monique and some of the practices that she has, but in this small case, it's like, you know what? You actually have a valid point. So somebody needs to literally ask Oprah and Gail and, you know, that community of, you know, writers and the people that they deal with, what's the end game here? Like, what 
do you have to gain? What is the profit of literally tearing down not just black men, but the men that you don't have a hand in their pocket? Is that a better way of saying it without like bringing race into it? Because you in Harvey's pocket, you're in Har- Harvey's pocket, and we know it. It's documented. Gail is in your pocket, so basically, it's like you know. What, what's that shit? Uh, the we're all hands type of thing from the Us movie. It's like that. So when it comes to like this whole situation with the Kobe's and the Michael Jacksons and Russell Simmons, if they did the things that they did, they should be villainized. However, when you have the same two people literally going like constantly about it, at what point do you realize it's like? This something that they personally did to you or something that they didn't do for you. Like the lawyer with, uh, with me, like everybody kept saying, like, yo, this lawyer is trash. She was doing mm-hmm. that and a third. And she kept, she was telling people the things she was doing and we all knew it was wrong, but she was getting away with it because she was in a position of power, Oprah position of power. And she's doing this shit. And as a result, Gail is, I'm assuming she's at a position of power. I don't follow her like that. But what I know is if you are part of a crew with the Weinstein and the Oprah, now you can feel like you can do and say whatever the fuck you want to do. And it's not cool, man. It's really not cool. But I mean, seven, ten days in, it trash, man. Just, speaking of trash. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Like, I mean, Gail's damn important because she on CBS this morning. Mm-hmm. But um, the only reason Gail Gail King is is a known figure is because of Oprah. The only reason just, everywhere everywhere Gail has gotten is because of Oprah. Oprah gave her Oprah gave her her first her first show. Mm-hmm. Oprah gave her first show, gave her her first opportunity. Everything that Gail King has is because of is a direct byproduct of Oprah's influence. I just, I'm kind of annoyed by it, man. But that's not the only thing that's been annoying today. So at work today, my coworker pulls me aside and she's like, yo, Greg, uh, Trump got acquitted. And I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Well, that was, that's the least kept secret, least kept secret anything. And that was going to happen. It was just, it was just a matter of how many Republicans were going to buck deal leader mm-hmm. and vote to acquit uh, to, to convict him. Exactly. Turns out only one. Good old mittens. Mm-hmm. And then he only did it on one one count. On one article. Mm-hmm. It's just for complete uh, complete like the Republican they need to just change their names. They're not Republicans any they're not Republicans anymore. They they're Trumps. Yeah. And then like <clears throat> We've already had to deal with Trump with like the Super Bowl thing, like him not knowing, you know, Kansas, you know, Kansas from Missouri. So it's like, yo, like, what you got that. But then right after he was acquitted, he goes straight to fucking Twitter queue and posts a meme on his own account with the words Trump forever, like on a podium. So I, I just. We're just going let's to- not forget. Let's not forget last night the State of the Union, which mm-hmm. I didn't even. I didn't even know about this year. Shit. The best moments when Nancy Pelosi ripped his speech up in front of him. Mm-hmm. 
but the whole speech and and she and she ripped it up because the whole speech was a freaking lie. Mm-hmm. A racist, xenophobic lie. Now, usually, usually during the you know the past his past three stated past two stated unions, there've been a bunch of lies, but. They they were more so like half truths mm-hmm. because this is still an institution. Like yeah. delivering the state union is, is is an institution. He just like fuck all this. Yeah, like enough's enough, man. That just, shit is just weird because it's like we were supposed to end twenty twenty on a like I'm sorry like begin it rather on a good note, and it's just like. Day after day, it's just like continuous, just like fuck shit. As if people couldn't leave the last decade to already be the trash that it was. It just continues. So last year we had spoken on, and back in 2018, when we first started the show, we were discussing Amber Heard, right? And the whole situation with Johnny Depp and her alleging that she was suffering from domestic violence from Johnny Depp. I'm going to find out that in one of the shocking pieces, they were both you know, displaying domestic violence between each other. So not only was that the case, Amber Heard actually recorded herself on her phone talking about being a victim of abuse, but hitting him as well. So she called herself the perpetrator and that she was also a victim. Can't be both. Can't be both, man. So, in some of the like videos, she said, and I'm going to quote it. It says, "I'm not going to be in a physical fucking altercation with you. You hit me last." And, well, I think that's what Johnny Depp says. So Johnny Depp says, "I'm not in a. I'm not going to get in a physical fucking altercation with you. You fucking hit me last night." So then she responds, "You hit back. So don't act like you don't fucking participate." He defends his uh, behavior by saying, "I pushed you." So. Then she deflects saying, I'm not going to get into the details of that fight. You and I both know that you split when there's no physical violence involved and that you do it. Like at the very beginning of these fights these days, and if you two split and go into a different room, you don't actually leave the house. It does nothing but perpetuate the fight and you actually do it respectfully. I'm not going to validate my actions last night. I was very bad about what I did. I did not start screaming until you had fucking said all the shit. You poke an animal enough, it's eventually no matter how friendly it is, it's not cool. I've stayed cool for so long and you kicked and kicked and kicked. Okay. Yeah. So, both of them are toxic as fuck. But the fact that she had the goal to record this conversation where she admitted as well to hitting him First, not this wasn't retaliation and shit like that. Mm-hmm. What, what, where are we going here, man? I just the world is trash right now. But what what, what else do we have? Um, a good piece of news. So Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill apparently they beefing on Twitter, telling all their business like they don't have each other's phone numbers. That that's actually a piece of good news. Compared to everything else we just talked about, that's good news because it entertained us all day. Because <laughs> I, I was literally sitting there, I was like, oh, well, you two could talk to each other, but they're talking to each other like shit. I'm like, y'all realize y'all fucked each other, right? 
Not only did y'all fuck each other, y'all were on records together talking about it. Pictures, like all this. Now that y'all got new spouses and stuff like that, y'all got all this vitriol against each other. And for what? So, you know, Nikki says that Meek is a, you know, a woman beater and he's scared of men. Meek was like, well, your brother's a rapist. And I'm like, oh, like, (laughs) but why are we doing this on Twitter? Like, I get it. Like, for them being celebrities, like, it's their word against yours. And the last thing you want to do is be screenshotted and then, like, the shit gets deleted and, you know, gets taken out of context. But this was a lot, man. This is a lot. I, I just, I don't understand it. Now, I will say, Nicki Minaj, like, to all the barbs and all that, like, I know they've grown up in, in college and shit now, but she's been trash for a very long time. Probably as long as we've been doing this show, we've been saying Nikki has been trash in her behavior. But that's not to say that Meek hasn't had foul and trash behavior himself. But this whole thing going at each other on Twitter, talking about you hit this person, your brother's a rapist, your husband's this and this. And like, are we adults? Or like, what, what's, what the fuck is going on? This shit is stupid, man. And I'm honestly 2020, like I'm trying to be more positive, both on the show and in real life. But it's just like people just insist on doing dumb shit. And it's every day. It gives us content, great content, by the way. But every day I'll be looking at my phone sometimes. I'm like, yo, like what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever just pulled out your phone and was like, you know what? It's going to be a good day on Twitter. I have not had that since like 2009. I was literally get I get on Twitter now, honestly, to tweet at the people that I'm friends with, you know, and like the podcast community and stuff like that. People who are adults and know how to have a conversation the way that they in real life. Like when you and I tweet each other and stuff like that, it's because we have a sense of respect for the other person. Mm-hmm. Anybody who is not following me on Twitter, I don't even respond to them anymore. If I set a tweet and then people like take it out of context, I just block your ass. Cause at this point, I'm too old to argue with people and people don't realize in real life, you won't keep that same energy. Like shout out to Baylor. I told him today, I was like, yo, there are a lot of people that say a lot of shit on Twitter thinking that they won't get run up on. And it, it's sad because I've seen videos like back in like 2011, 2012, where dudes were running up on people because of the shit that they were saying on Twitter and was ready to kill them. But this is the era we're in now where people can just say what the fuck they want to say. And there's, you know, there's no recourse for the actions that they get. But I'm telling you now, like, I don't play that shit. Don't come at me like that. Don't come at any of my friends like that. Anybody on this show, like, I'm not rocking that way. So I'm, I'm that's where I'm gonna leave that with the Nicki Minaj situation. What else do we have? Um, Erica Badu is making a perfume, apparently, that smells like her lady parts. Um, I'm probably going to sniff that shit in the store, bro. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be completely honest. It's not no creep shit. It's it's perfume, right? So I'm I'm gonna take a whiff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've always wondered what it smelled like anyway. So if, hey, if the bottle is going to be sixty nine fifty, I'm not going to pay it, but I will. You know, do the the smell test. I definitely will do it. Let me see what else. Tyler Perry. I actually feel a little bit differently about this man now. So, okay. did, you, did you know that 
the Tyler Perry movie that, you know, we trashed, right? When I say trash, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, this shit was terrible. The movie was still terrible. I'm not going to sit here and act like it wasn't. This fucking movie got 26 million views in seven days. Seven days, Q. It took the movie with Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. that three months to get to 26 million views. Tyler Perry did it in fucking seven days. That's insane. And it was all from word of mouth. And people weren't saying shit that was positive about the show. People were like, oh, well, this is trash. You should watch it just to talk about how trash it is. But the thing is, you can't talk about it if you haven't seen it. So 26 million people who probably thought the movie was bad or 24, because this is that 2 million of like grandmoms and aunts and shit like that. They probably thought it was a good film. I know this movie was trash. I still watched it. I gave them my view. But it just goes, it just goes to show, Matt. Like we keep saying Tyler Perry does trash shit and you know, he doesn't want to change, but we will go out there and watch it. So as long as he keep putting out trash content, like he's a friend of the show. Like we need content. <laughs> he's a friend of the show, bro. Like I, I'm all for it. That was impressive, Q. 26 million views in seven days. That was pretty damn good, man. And also, yeah, I agree. Yeah. also um, one of the shows that I did say I watched a few episodes of and I was actually pretty impressed about it, um, House of Pain. So that's being revived and coming to BET. Now, I'm not a fan of BET, but I will try to watch a few episodes of that because I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to support Tyler Perry for being the man that he is. This is my like positivity here. So go with it. Like we're going to try this. I'm going to try to be positive. All the things that I thought about that were negative. I'm going to try to be positive about them. Speaking of that, this is our last little piece of news before we go and do like the first 48 shit. Um, Mm -hmm. So Mace called out Diddy for unfair business practices, right? So Diddy went on the Grammys and he had a speech about not respect, uh, not respecting black music. Then Mace came out and basically like blasted him saying that, you know, he wasn't being paid. He even said that he was trying to get out of contract and Diddy told him that if he could match with the European guy had offered him for his contract, that he would be able to get it back. So it was either that or he had to wait until he was 50 years old in order to basically get the money that he deserved and his royalties and stuff like that. I'm of the mindset of this. Y'all knew what Diddy was about forever ago. I've told people for years, I'm, I don't, I've never met Diddy, but I know if 15 people tell me, hey, Diddy ain't paying us. Diddy is this. Diddy is that. Y'all still going on tour with this man? Because last I checked, 2018, didn't they have that bad boy reunion? Mm-hmm. And who was sitting there like Diddy bopping with him? Mace. So it's okay to work with Diddy when, you, when your funds are low. But then when your funds low, low, and he ain't fucking with you at the moment, it's, man, I need that money. Like, no, don't fuck with him. And the fact that you called him out now, like, it's too little too late, my friend. Like, nah, Harlem World was a good album. I still think it's one of, like, me personally, one of my top 25 albums to listen to of all mm-hmm. time because it was a good fucking album. But Mace cannot sit here and act like all of a sudden, like, he's mad at Diddy for not giving him his money. He ain't been giving you money since, like, 1996. There's all the, you know, talks about the Carl Thomas and the Mar- uh, Mario Winans and Total 
and Loon, Locks, all of them like said the same shit. Diddy's not paying us. Even the little white girls in the dream group, that, that all girl group, they weren't getting paid. <laughs> Have you seen Dylon talking about he got a fucking check? And he's his own favorite rapper. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Y'all, y'all have to chill on this shit. Like, Diddy is, I'm sure he's a great guy in person, but everything I've seen from Diddy is like, if you're on the same playing field as him, if you're making millions and he's making millions, he's cool with you. If you're making him money, you made him money, but that's it once he's done with you. Young Jock don't fuck with him. Yeah, the young Jock don't fuck. Let that sink in. Young Jock right now is on the Mona on the Mona Scott train right now, fucking with her. He ain't said nothing about Diddy. French Montana, like I'm sure he's probably still on Bad Boy because he's the only artist there. Like Janelle Monae works with Diddy, but she doesn't have anything bad to say about Diddy because she's still out here and she's making mm-hmm. she's making the money that she makes the way that she wants to make it, guarantee it. But what you don't hear is her poor money management. But Mace, every time I hear about Mace, it's something about poor money management. Back with the Cameron situation, poor money management. He told Cameron that he wanted like $50,000 to show up in the video and stuff like that. Poor money management. He was a pastor for a minute and then he was, you know, running through money there, blowing through money to the point where I think he went bankrupt or something like that. Poor money management. Now you broke again in 2020 and you want to call out Diddy finally. But nobody else, nobody is standing beside him because it's like, yo, we still got our checks in 2018 from the bad boy reunion. We, we got our check. So I don't know what you did with yours, but I'm, I'm fucking with Diddy right now. Even Lil' Kim, she wasn't fucking with him now. She's like, hey, we worked it out however they worked it out. And she cool with him now. So I guess if you come to Diddy as an adult and you're like, hey, um, I need that. Then you get, you get that respect. But Mace and Diddy I don't want to say they don't respect each other. Diddy just don't take Mace serious. And I don't feel like he should. And that, that's just my personal opinion. I don't know if you got one about it, but that's that. Um, let me see. What else do we have? Oh, shout out to Armani Williams. So he is the first NASCAR driver with autism. He just happens to be black and 19 years old. That is, to me is a huge deal because as someone who attempts to watch NASCAR, this is a big deal. So he's not only spreading awareness about autism, but the fact that he was diagnosed at two with this and has been living with it his entire life. And he was considered to be nonverbal to be in a sport where for the most part, you have to be vocal with your team in NASCAR. I thought that was a really, really huge deal. So, you know, shout out to this. Yeah, it's definitely, no, that's definitely a huge deal because um, we are working to make um, autism not be the scary monster monster disorder that have thought of it to be. That there, remember, autism it's just one disorder on the spectrum of on this on the autism spectrum. Yeah, a child can be can have Aspergers. They can be highly, maybe high, highly high functioning individuals if we give them the support and services growing up and infants 
if a diagnosis is made early, getting them the support and services that they will need in order to become functional citizens, highly functional citizens. So no, this is huge. No, it, it, it really is huge. Yes. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. It, it was dope, man. Like that, it was a piece of news. I was like, you know what? Let, let, let's lead with some positivity and then give them a little bit of laughter. And then, you know, we'll just end the show. So, um. Hey, do you have the Wi Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. First one, this is for First 48, but I'll give you these this week since it's just you and I. So a Florida woman punches her neighbor for not inviting her kids to their birthday party. Sounds like, sounds like, sounds like what happens in Southeast. Yep. Yep. I, I, I don't get it, but it happens. So apparently the woman ended up punching the parent and gave her a swollen cheek and she lost a fingernail as well as her cell phone inside the house where two key pieces of evidence show that she had actually assaulted her and she's been bonded out of jail. So that was a thing. Um, Also in Florida, there was a high school coach, football coach that was fired for telling his players to stop acting black. What? Yeah. Kendall Bradley was the head coach at Atlantic High School in Port Orange, where he was accused of sexting two 15-year-old girls in late 2017. But more recently, he made a racist comment to players telling them to stop acting black. This man must be related to George Zimmerman. <laughs> Got to. So I don't know. I don't know if you heard what I just said about him. Sexting two 15 year old girls in 2017. It's 2020. They kept him on the payroll. Like, after this. I, <laughs> what, 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 so it says he lost his job as a teacher and a football coach in November 2017, but wasn't barred from student contact until February 5th, 2018. At that time, he told the news, uh, Bradley told the news journal that he had been fired without cause. However, district investigators cited complaints that the coach made derogatory racial statements in front of students, according to the post. He was also barred from working at Volusia County Schools after his termination. However, his file was updated two weeks ago, saying that he was eligible to interview for open positions. One of the students told the officer that Bradley sent her a new photo of himself on Snapchat. First off, why are you following 15-year-old girls on Snapchat as their teacher? Then it says evidence showed that the photo was sent and then they contacted him and the case was closed when the student's father stopped cooperating with investigators. 
Then in 2019, December 13th, he lost his teaching certificate after the school closed their investigation after he said that he did no longer want to work for Volusia County Schools. As I've just been informed, information that I had no knowledge of and is not correct, the file was made public that Bradley had said in a public statement. I was never approached or asked about these situations personally, nor was I made aware when they would be used against me. So, at what point does a teacher go to jail or get fired for texting and sexting dick pics to two 15-year-old students and then saying, and I quote, to his football team to stop acting black? This world fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's, just, that's just crazy, right? <laughs> And this dude with Kyle, does it say? Yeah, you said what? I said this dude. This dude is how old? Forty-one. 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 Actually, the the texting happened in two thousand seventeen. So that's three years ago. Mm-hmm. What is why 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 are you eighteen? I mean, thirty-eight years old texting. Sexy, a, a, a 15 year old. That's just crazy. That's sick. It's just crazy. Like, I don't know what's going on in the education system. They need to vet the teachers and the staff because that wasn't the only thing that pissed me off. That was actually top tier funny to me in terms of this. Because I wanted to lead with this and then we'll talk about the babies and we'll try to get out of here. So Michigan State University apologizes for displaying prominent black figures hanging on a tree in the school's gift shop. So the display shows... Yeah, it says... The display shows figures of the Obama family, Harriet Tubman, and other prominent black people hanging from a tree-shaped stand by their necks. Black History Month is played on terribly long. Yep. So it says it's just, somebody actually said to the Lansing State Journal, it's just African American people hanging from crime. That is problematic. You're lynching black people from trees. They don't see the symbolism, especially since they were fucking hanging from their necks. I honestly, I almost give up with like, America in general, because they, they don't get it, man. They don't get it. But, and this isn't even light news. This is like normal type of news for First 48. It happened in Florida again. Daycare worker was fired after a Florida mother finds a note written on her toddler's stomach. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> so, a Florida daycare has fired one of its employees after a mother discovered a note written in Mark on her toddler's stomach. On Monday afternoon, Heather Chisholm said that she was shocked to discover a pointed message scrawled on, scrawled in black ink on her 18-month-year-old son's stomach as she was changing his diaper. The note read, Mom, I'm out of diapers. Please read my report. This is, this one is, what the fuck is going on? Man? So, so you write now <clears throat> as a way to get parents' attention to do like like a note or whatever. We may 
you may clip it. You may clip it and staple it to. Oh my goodness! You might, uh, you might clip it or staple it to to clothing or whatever. Yeah. Or we'll make a sign it and and let them wear it as a hat or a crown. Like, look, yeah. pay, pay attention. But to write something in permanent ink. What the fuck is going? Oh my! I just, that is a violation of every professional thing that ever. Yeah. You have, what possess you to do that? And I just you already trust or put trust in to this institution that is watching your 18 month old. And instead of calling the parent or like you said, like some other form of writing a note on something that needs to be written on like fucking paper. You you write on the kid's stomach in permanent marker. Yo, I, I'm I'm done. <laughs> like this is 2020, y'all. Like anybody who's listening, this is 2020. This well, you is you could have easily you could have easily sent a text or an email. Or just the parent. You just, just wait until the parent picks until the parent picks the child up. You knew what you were doing because the baby, I'm sure, was dressed when the parent got there. So you knew they weren't gonna see this until they got home. So fuck getting fired. You gotta go to jail. Jail. That's permanent mark on an 18-month-year-old. You can't scrub 18-month-year-olds. You can't do it. So the fact that you you know <laughs> like I've, I've never actually been like so mentally exhausted the last two episodes Q like we've tried to make them positive and try to make them lighthearted. there's so much shit that's going on I'm like maybe I need to look for positive news and even just bad news and make it positive or make a joke out of it some shit's just not funny <laughs> that shit's well, not funny not funny at all <laughs> like I put that as like as first 48 because you know how we do the state situation right Mm-hmm. You would instantly think that's Florida because it was Florida. <laughs> Excuse me, but the message behind it is so fucked up. I'm like, yo, there are people in this world who think like that. That she probably at the time was thinking, this is funny. This will get their attention because, you know, they aren't doing this right or not doing this, or we've told them before, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to put it in the fucking kid's stomach. But you know what? You got to go to jail for that. But before you go to jail, here's an ass whooping to take with you because I am whooping your ass. Like, just like when we talked about, you know, like beating, like whooping your kid if they do something bad, like really, really drastic. Mm -hmm. That extends to the daycare providers, the teachers and stuff like that. Like you you as a teacher, I know you can't say it, but I'm sure if I was a teacher, I would have to. I don't want to put my hands on kids, but the parents... Some of y'all need ass whoopings. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Some parents need ass whoopings. Child care providers who are like putting permanent mark on an 18 month old, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go. Like, and it's not just fired like the dude in the last story who, you know, had a job for, you know, 2017 and then lost it and got it back in 2019. No, forever. You can't be around children. It just reminded me of like when you and I were in like 
like probably like in like high school, college, where that lady had written like on like a kid. It's like a five or six year old. She had written a permanent marker on the girl's forehead, and they couldn't get the shit off. So they had to do like skin grafts on her forehead to get the permanent mark out because she wrote that on. She didn't write with a sharpie. She wrote with one of those industrial, like I'm writing on a moving box type of marker. World's fucked up, man. So, I mean, you know what? That that was the what's bothering me section. That's my portion. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Ooh. Ooh. Chris and CJ better be so glad that it's a whole lot longer than what it was. So, do you have anything you want to say in closing, man? Um, I, I I agree that you know. You know, it's a shame that there's some bad actors that make all uh, that make all educators look extremely look extremely bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 unfortunate. It's unfortunate because our number one job is to serve, and serve, educate, and protect children. And. If you're not doing any of those three things, you have no business being around children. Mm-hmm. Rather in the classroom, rather in the daycare setting, wherever. Right. And it's a shame, like I said, it's a shame that there are some bad actors that make all teachers, all educators look bad. Um, so, yeah, that. I, I'm a little perturbed about that. I'm I'm perturbed that you out of all the things that you could have done to inform a parent that hey, they're right your child is out of diapers or whatever, you you go and you write a permanent marker on an eighteen month old. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And it is absolutely ridiculous. And it will forever be ridiculous because that just should not happen ever, especially now in 2020 when so many ways that you can easily reach a parent. Mm-hmm. You can easily reach a parent via phone call, via text, via FaceTime, via uh, email. But to write in permanent marker, that's that's sickening. Like, yeah, just, you know what? I gotta, I have to send that story to the group text because it's it's just so wild. Like you don't think of stuff like you see it on Twitter and you be like, all right, I'm gonna just scroll past it. That's ridiculous. I retweet it. But when you actually read the context of it, you're like, oh, this is fucking bad. But you know, I'm I'm not gonna harp on it. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media so we can get up out of here, man. So you can find me on Twitter at QDZ1906. That's QDZ. Q- okay. <laughs> QDZY. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that story still it got me off all, all discombobulated. Yes, QDEEZY1906 on Twitter. You you gotta write it on your stomach, Q. That way you can remember. That's right. On, like, write it on the side of my hand in permanent marker. <laughs> yeah, that won't that won't wash off. It's very hard to wash off because of the thing that's in front of marker permit. <laughs> that's so trash. All right, man. I'm gonna holler at you. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>